Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Team Ferris Pod Chats. Um, today, as you can see, for those of you watching on YouTube, um, Dean and I are actually in different locations, but we still want to bring this here to you. Um, yeah. So today, Dean, what are we talking about? Health and fitness, we decided to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So how would you like to start, Dean? Well, let's start by saying like this podcast is to, <laughs> you put me on the spot. This <laughs> podcast is to help you empower all seven areas of life. And every week we'll be talking about something different and we'll be coming back and overlapping a little bit and just bring in more value on the same subjects. But today's going to be health and fitness. Uh, for Renee and myself, it's been a very important one. So as you can see, like Renee's actually in a workout gear right now. Um, I just had a shower and got changed. I was out, I was cycling this morning, uh, done some yoga, and it's just a part of our daily routine. And between the both of us, we go absolutely mad if we don't do some form of exercise and take care of our health. Yeah. And so basically the reason we wanted to touch on this topic in particular is without, you know, it's it's all well and good, you know, for any of you that follow me on um, Instagram and different things, you would know all the different things that we're interested in. But one of the big things is, you know, money in life buys us a lot of experiences, but without our health, we can't actually have the opportunity to experience them. And so this is the thing that um, is really important. Uh, no matter, I, I believe, no matter what goal you set in life, um, whether it may be um, in a particular sport, something that you really want to achieve, or it might be something just in life or business or anything. But we, when it comes down to your health and fitness, it's one of those things that it, it becomes a key component, I believe, in any goal we set in life. Do you agree, Dean? I do. Uh, a quote, it springs to mind when we're talking about your health, uh, not fitness so much, but your health. Um, and it's that, you know, when we're healthy, you want a thousand things in life, right? Yeah. When you're sick, you want one thing. So if you look at it like that, your health is the most, probably the most important thing in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I love that quote. I love that analogy. And I'm so glad that you brought that up um, and decided to share that. So what we thought we would do today is just share a little bit because Dean and I have both had very, would you say, Dean, different journeys in terms of our health and fitness um, and different experiences um, that we've had. So we thought we'd just bounce between us and share with you some value as to maybe some hurdles that we've had um, and, and where things have shifted. So for me, for example, um, I really struggled with motivation when it comes to health and fitness in my earlier years. Um, now, it is so much a part of my life that there is zero motivation required. Like I'm so inspired to get up and work out every day. Um, I'm inspired to eat well. Even though, yes, those of you that listened to last week's podcast, I do still like chocolate. Um, but um, I, I am very inspired to look after my health. And so um, it, it was a big journey of going from, and a huge contrast, I would say, of going from really needing motivation heavily to be able to do it um, to, to where I'm at now. Um, where yeah. Dean, um, your experience has been a little bit different with health and fitness. Well, let's speak about yours to start with. When we got together seven years ago, I recall that, um, you know, Renee's always been pretty lucky to be quite slim, attractive. Uh, but when we got together, you're, you know, pretty average fitness. Um, 
you could get off the couch and go for a run with me for seven or eight K, no problem. But you weren't at all very lean. You didn't really take care of yourself that well. You just were naturally, um, you know, a smaller girl. Uh, but what I remember was you didn't want to train or do exercise. Yes. It's all right. Sorry, my girls are asking for me. I know, I know. Go help her. Go help her. So you, did, you didn't want to train or, or do exercise because you found it really, really difficult and really intense and hard. Uh, so you, you went to the gym to find some motivation, get someone to... So I'll, um, I'll, finish, I'll finish off where Dean um, was going to get that. All right, you go play, Don. How's this real, raw, live and unedited podcast? By the way, guys, we do not edit our podcasts. We just have a conversation and then um, share it. So you will hear Livy crying in this one. Um, so um, where Dean was getting at was that I did Oh, yeah, no, let me finish. So okay. the girls have left now. I think they're okay. And you found it really difficult because it was really hard, intense. You used to go to the gym, you needed motivation, you used to pay a personal trainer and you still didn't like it. So you just decided to quit the gym on many occasions, I believe. Is that right? Yes, that's true. Until, um, you know, <laughs> you found another way to train. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. yeah. So this is the really interesting thing was I, as Dean said, whenever I would want to train, I would actually have to go and get a personal trainer to come and pretty much tell me what to do because I never trusted my own ability to be able to decide. And then I was always worried because I'm kind of a details person, right? I want to understand the ins and outs of how everything works. And because I didn't know that, I felt like I needed somebody to tell me. Um, and so pretty much I found that a challenge. But what happened was if I can add to that story was when I when we first got together, I was still working in corporate. I was still working in the bank. And like Dean said, I was, I was quite naturally, um, you know, uh, smaller. Um, but in, you know, and I would maybe go to gym like once a week, barely trained, didn't really eat that well. But I was classified as like the fit one in my work environment because I was surrounded by a lot of people who didn't value their health, didn't really prioritize it or work out. Um, it wasn't a, a, a done thing. And so I kind of felt like, yeah, you know, I guess I mistakenly thought that my physique was from my, you know, one day a week and not my natural blessed. Um, but anyway, um, where I'm getting to with this was I thought I was fit. I thought I was, you know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the figure. Then I moved in and lived with a professional athlete who was – spending time with other athletes and all of a sudden I realized that I was not fit <laughs> and um pretty much by sit by being around it so often I was like okay I I felt more inspired and more like you know well actually I would say it was is a it was a battle probably part of me felt like I was motivated by seeing what Dean could do but the other part of me was like um, I don't want to do what he's doing. And so anyway, I would go to the gym, I would try all these things and I'll do all this stuff that just wasn't really me. But then um, I started getting to know Dean's training program a bit better. And I was like, oh, I could probably do that. And I realized, and would you, you could probably explain this better than me, Dean. But what Dean taught me that was really powerful was the difference between training for sustainable training 
and actually, Dean, can you explain this because you can explain better than me, but the triangle around ex- doing base training can actually get you fitter than doing the high-intensity stuff. So Yeah, so so what I found you were always doing, Renee, was just HIIT workouts is what they call them at the gym, uh, so high-intensity workouts. Uh, so high heart rate, short bursts of energy, doing this, doing that, kind of like um, what, what would you call it, like CrossFit kind of just really intense and you found it not fun and no one does find it, it fun. Wasn't I don't fun. find it fun. It was, it was hard and I was and like, I don't want to do this. So a lot of my training is base training, okay? So a lot of aerobic stuff, go for a jog, not a hard one, go for a, a long cycle, not a hard one. Like the perceived exertion is quite high because by the time you go for two or three hours, you, you're pretty spent, but it's not, it's not like it's that difficult for a short amount of time. Uh, even in the gym... Typically, I take it pretty steady. I don't get my heart rate up too high because I didn't need to do that in my off-bike training. So Renee was like, after a while, oh, this looks okay. You know, it doesn't look like you'd suffer that much. And then you started doing some training with me and you're like, oh, this is actually okay. And then all of a sudden, you didn't need motivation. You're like, oh, sweet. Let's just work out a bit together. Um, of course, you weren't doing the hours and, and, and the work that I was, but you also weren't an athlete. So even doing half of what I was, was, was plenty. Um, so yeah, Renee and I started going to the gym together, started going for runs together and all of a sudden Renee just stripped, um, five kilos. Yeah. And, and and you found it sustainable. You're like, oh, this isn't that difficult at all to do this, this kind of training. Yeah. And I actually found the biggest thing I think for me was that I found it to be fun. I found it to be enjoyable, like just going for a, a, a long slow jog and we could chat along the way like it was it was enjoyable um it wasn't that so exhausted that I couldn't breathe that I was like gonna die um and then eventually I started now I actually add those bit harder cycles in because I've been cycling for a while now I realized I actually really enjoy cycling um but yeah just adding those bits and pieces in and I've lost my train of thought here but I was kind of saying like just yeah, so your your training that you like. Yeah, and your fitness journey has evolved, right? Yes, definitely, definitely. So, do you want to talk about what else you do? You, you really like yoga. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I um I come across yoga and started using. Well, actually, I'd heard about it a lot, talked about it a lot. Was like, oh, I could see it's so good for you. Um, I don't know why, but I delayed and delayed and delayed doing it, and then funnily enough. I was actually on Instagram one day and I seen this picture of this girl who I knew and she was bent over like a pretzel and was pretty much doing a full forward fold. And I was like, it just, to me, there was something about that photo that was so captivating. I was like, whoa, that's incredible that she could do that. And then I um, I went to the mirror and I, I bent over to see kind of how far I could go. And right, so her, her thing was like bent straight over, touching herself, like, you know, you get, anyway, this is going to sound terrible <laughs> podcast, but anyway, bent over flat, full fold fold, where mine was about like this. So, so like 90 degrees. Like a, so the other, the other girl. I was flat out trying to bend and I was like, oh my God. I And I just realized my body wouldn't let me go there. And I was like. Okay. So the other girl could get a head to her feet pretty well. And you got your head, you, you were just like a 90 degree angle. I was like a 90 fight. degree angle. Maybe yep. a little bit further, maybe a hundred, but definitely not much further than that. Anyway, so I took a photo that day and I went, This is my before. 
And then I, I contacted her and I was like, how, how did you like even get to that? And she goes, just daily yoga. Anyway, so she put me onto Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Her channel is incredible, by the way. Um, and yeah, I just started doing a 30 day and it was only like 20 to 30 minutes a day. And the shifts in my body, my mind, oh my gosh, just unbelievable. And so quickly, such quick results was really mind blowing. Yep. So now, now just training is part of your daily routine and it brings you good vitality and health, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just every day, um, just getting up, moving my body and doing it. Like, I feel like it just sets you up so much for the day. But what I love a lot, particularly on top of that, on top of doing that, I also, we also, I also started seeing Dean's osteopath, um, Adam from Integrated Sports and Spinal in Burley on the Gold Coast. And he just blew my mind with the knowledge that he had and the way that he taught me um, different things about my body and what we could do with it. And he got me into um, just some other little practices with that, helped me with my mobility and my range. And just now what I find incredible is like when, because as you guys know, we've got a four and a five-year-old. And for me to be able to like, I can climb in the playground now and I can, you know, I can hide and seek in, in these little spots because I can just move my body in ways that I could never move before. And so it's really incredible to be able to do that. Um, yeah. I think that's really, it, it really blows my mind that the, the ability to be able to options it gives you when your body's so able. So in saying that, um, the other thing, I guess, before we move over on to, to Dean's fitness journey, um, I lived my training program. The big thing of it was choosing um, to add value, I guess more so, is choosing exercises that actually sustain because some people actually love the fast hard hit workouts i personally don't i like i don't i like being more comfortable and just doing it long slow and i don't know just enjoying it um so choosing the the one that fits that um and then the other thing is um the mindfulness that comes with yoga is really powerful um and then also recognizing that you can't you still can't do a bulk exercise and not eat well or be super hydrated. So having um, high quality water and also eating eating well um, has also made a big difference because I've noticed as well, even on the days that I do work out, but if I eat like shit or I don't stay hydrated, I still don't get that feeling of feeling good the same way that I do on the days that I, that I have the package together. Um, I don't know if you'd like to add to that, Dean. Um, but yeah, over to you now to share more about your fitness journey that's been a little bit more less evolved than mine. Or yeah, okay. well, I'll take you through the the short of the long story, and I'll I'll try to add some value at the end. But my fitness journey, um, let's so let's go back. Uh, pretty much when I started getting all right in junior lights at racing, um, I realised I probably need to be a bit fitter because just the kid from Kyogre, you just it's not it's not the you know just a farm kid it's not really the environment to go out and learn how to train or go to run or whatever it's not like we're, we grew up in Burley Beach or anything like that so yeah I realized I needed to get fitter and the only piece of equipment I actually owned was you know to do a fitness was a set of joggers yeah so put joggers on and I started running um I'd run flat out because I thought that was the thing you had to do just run as hard as you can until you stop and look I got some I got some results because if you start from nothing 
and you do the wrong thing, but as long as you're doing something, you're going to get some sort of result. So that that's how it started, and then that was the start of my fitness journey. Of course, um, moving up through the ranks, you, you learn more and more as you go, just just through conversation with you know older guys, or I, I went to AIS when I was like seventeen, and you, you know you trial and error a few things on your own. So yeah, my, you know most of my job or half of my job was working out how to be fit enough to ride a motorbike um, as fast as you can. So it, it always felt like it was, um, you know, a step in, you know, both on a ladder. So your ability and your fitness. So how it worked was I'd end up with a fair bit of ability on the bike and then my body couldn't keep up. Yeah. And then you had to get your body to catch up to where you're at. And then you'd end up with more ability and more speed and, and then you have to get the body to catch up. And what I mean by that, guys, like, for instance, even at my, my level of riding, if I was to be able, able to, if I was doing a moto and I'm like pounding out my laps yeah. uh, and I was able to f- find an extra second a lap on the track, that would equate to 10 beats per minute on my heart rate that I'd see on my watch. Yeah. And I'm already like redlining, like yeah. redlining. So like 170, 180, you know, 80 beats per minute. Yeah. So that's how important it is to have the body to be able to keep up with your ability on the bike so for me i always felt like my body was a little bit behind so i i worked out how to go fast on a bike really young um i improved really quickly and i even and i ended up on the world stage i ended up at nationals here racing the best and the fittest guys in australia like marmont and coppins um mckenzie was quite fast and we'd battle it out but my body was always behind I, i took that overseas um still trying to learn everything i need to know I was doing 40-minute motos at the Grand Prix, but getting absolutely slaughtered and just suffering so, so hard. This is 2012. Um, quite a lot of ability, had some had some brilliant rides and qualifyings and stuff. And, yeah, I realised I just didn't I didn't know enough. So I, <laughs> uh, I was very lucky at the end of that year, I was introduced to Guy Andrews, which was, a, you know, he's a three-time Ironman champion. Uh which has proven to be invaluable. He just he just taught me everything I kind of need to know, and I had to unlearn a lot of stuff about my fitness journey. Yeah, and yeah, pretty much from there, um, from there onwards. So twenty thirteen onwards, I, I believe I had the body that I needed to. I needed to go at the pace that I needed to go. Just just through. Obviously, it was me doing the work. Um, but guy knew how everything worked, kind of internally. I still don't know. Um, I know just enough. To get by but i'd reach out to him he put it all together to to me for me um explain the you know briefly the ins and outs not much and then i went to work i just put all my trust in guy yeah, when yeah. it come to my fitness for motocross and given that he was uh, an elite athlete in his own own form um he was clever enough to know how to adapt to a bike once he's seen the data come through from a heart rate and once he's seen what it is that I was doing. So anyway, um, from there on, yeah, it's uh, my fitness in motocross has, has been one, you know, probably my biggest asset for yeah. sure. Well, your biggest asset is always riding a bike fast because if you can't ride a bike fast, you're not going to win any race. But when, it come, when push comes to shove in the races, my fitness has definitely been a huge asset of mine. And um, I've evolved that over the years. Definitely, you've seen some, some 
evolution, Renee. Uh, so yeah, change the program, not a hell of a lot, but ever so slightly. And yeah, so that, so that's been really cool. The, uh, the fitness journey, but when you talk about your, your health, obviously health comes with being fit, um, and the lifestyle, you know, you, you, you drink really, really good water and you eat really well. Um, you don't drink alcohol or very little of it. And it, it's just a really good lifestyle. Um, the downside of, of, of motocross has been injuries, and that's not really good for your health. But um, on that note, the, you know, the, I've, had, I've had my fair share of injuries, but I never took them lightly. I always made – it was just my priority to return to 100% health every yeah. time. Yeah. And, and before I even stepped on the bike, I even thought about stepping on the bike. I'd always take the right advice from the right people at the right time. Yeah. And before you go on, Dean, I just want to interrupt there and just really stress that point because this is one thing that I think not enough people take seriously. And it's really easy as you're listening to this podcast to slide across and, and just, you know, listen in, but not really take the gold. And I think what Dean just said then is such a gold nugget that I want to highlight it because it's something that really, really impressed me with Dean is that even the smallest of injury, he would follow the instructions to the T. And now at 32 years old, after racing professionally for 20, you know, or racing for t- over 20 years, having the level of injuries he has, his body is unbelievable in terms of its ability, its strength, um, the, its conditioning because and I believe so much of it come from the way that he followed and what he did when there was an injury because when I was 15 um, I was racing motocross as well Um, I really wanted to do well at the Queensland titles that year um, being my last year in juniors anyway I'd been training really hard at the time anyway I I come up with a wrist injury and I was just like I'm not going to let this stop me. You know, I was a bit pig headed and was like, no, 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 I know better, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, a couple week or whatever before the Queenslands, I cut it off manually with some scissors um, thinking it'd be all right. I kept fit, you know, like I kept running it at the same time, was doing all this other stuff. So I thought, you know, it's not going to affect me. Um, I still, to this day at 31 years old, have, have issues with that wrist. So because I never let it fully heal. I didn't do the steps. And there were so many times throughout my life that there was times where something would happen and I'd like get take the doctor's advice, do it for whatever. But as soon as I kind of felt somewhat good, I just accepted that, well, that was okay. Um, and I just really want to highlight this because what I've seen with Dean having been there now for quite a few of his injuries is he never did that. There was no coming back early there was no making sure everything was right or you know like doing it too early it was all about how do we get 100 percent back to full health before we start and like i've seen dean when to to me like looking at him or being around him to me he seemed fine i was like oh you, you're fine but after for example a concussion he sat there for however long throwing a tennis ball against the wall and catching it just to make sure that um, his receptors or whatever or reaction was back. There is no way, I'd love to say I would have done that, but there's no way that I would have done that. I would have been like, I feel fine. And this is the thing that so often because our bodies are so resilient, so adaptable, we can get that um, belief like, oh, okay, it's enough, when actually it's not. And so 
yeah, I just really want to highlight that because it, it's something that, you know, really inspires me from my my husband here. Um, and I want to share that out because I think everyone could learn a thing or two from that. Anyway, back to you, Dean. Uh, thanks for the praise. But no, honestly, um, I think there's been times that I took even more time than necessary because I, I, I wasn't confident at the time to return to writing. Even yeah. if the doctor said it was all right, I was like, okay, no, I, I still need more time because intuitively, you know, your body knows. Oh, that's good, Maya. Cool. Sorry, my daughter showing me something that she bit, just built. Yeah. You, you going to show them? I don't know what it is. It's a whole bunch of Texas stuff together. Yeah. Hey, darling. How's the door? Cool. Um, so, yeah, that, that was my fitness journey. Um, obviously, it's it's still going it, it it'll go till the day that i'm i'm gone um it's part of it's, it's a lifestyle now so um yeah, yeah da- daily exercise fitness training whatever it is um I, for sure as my as i get older my goals are going to change on what i want to achieve um i've kind of got a fantasy about having having a whole heap of muscles one day so maybe maybe i don't know my late 30s early 40s i might might try to bulk up cuz um you know, if you know me, I'm, um, I wouldn't say skinny, but um, pretty lean, pretty lean. I'm not, I'm not massive. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's good to have a, it's good to have a fitness journey and a fitness goal. Um, oh yeah. So where I was, we we're talking about health. Um, yeah. So some, sometimes the injuries do get in the way um, of your health and it just makes you more grateful for being healthy and, and being fit. When, when you have injury because, man, when you're injured, all you want is your health, um, especially if you, if you have a major one. I've, I've had a big one and, honestly, at the time, you just give everything to have your health. So um, really important to be fit and healthy. And, and also, I think, think training right um, definitely would reduce, if you are a motocrosser listening to this, if you train right and you are fit and you're strong, healthy, and you were to have a crash, it would, you know, you've got a better chance of coming coming out of the um, coming coming out of the crash in yep. a better way. Yep. And speaking of that, I'd love to just share one more story. So, um, a few years ago, Dean um took a big hit in Supercross, and we went to the hospital. And after the accident, pretty much he ended up with a punctured lung. Um, I believe. No, contusion, yeah. contusion. Okay, sorry, a contusion on, on his lung. Um, but basically the, you know how like after you've been in hospital, if for those of you who've been in hospital, kind of the doctor comes in and normally it's just one, they kind of give you a bit of a spiel or whatnot. This time around, there was heaps of doctors. They were doing heaps of extra tests. And when they come around, there was like a group of them with all their little pens and papers. And I was like sitting there freaking out thinking there's something seriously wrong with Dean, like what's going on? Anyway, they actually came to ask him for his advice, somewhat. They came to ask him, what is it that you actually do? And it was really interesting for me because I was like, well, what, why would they be asking this? Like, what does it mean? Anyway, it, it, long story short, it came down to the fact that Dean's injuries were far less than what they should have been by rights based on the amount of impact that he took because his abs had his abdominal muscles had actually become that strong that they acted as a second armor and so pretty much he ended up with no broken ribs and a whole lot of less injuries than they were expecting because his abdominals 
were twice the size, Dean, or three times the size of yeah, so yeah, tw- uh, twice the size. But to twice give you guys the context, um, they've never seen that injury that I had on my lung without X, Y, and Z injuries that happen at the same time. Yeah. Um. So they're like, okay, how to get this injury, and he's got nothing else wrong. Yeah. Um. That's how they knew the impact would have been big. Yep. And then when they did the scans, um, there were some particular muscles in my my core and abdominals that were double the size of anything they'd ever seen. Yep. Um, and they said that 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 has saved your ass. Yeah, and that and, and, and that's when I need to go do some core workout because I was like, wow, imagine like just because here's the thing, and this is kind of back a little bit to my fitness journey as well. Is a lot of the reason I struggled for motivation was I was just like what's the point if you're just doing it to look good? Like that, to me, it was like, I kind of look, I felt like I can't look fine. So I was like, well, what's the point of going for that extra bit? But it's not until you realize the true benefits of beyond just looking good um, in terms of your health and fitness. And I think that can be a really big um, wake up call. So yeah, as much as that injury sucked, it was really cool that the doctor said that. And I definitely wasn't doing all of those core workouts to make sure I didn't get a, you know, broken ribs or whatever it was that, that I got saved from. I was doing it for the benefit of, of riding bikes, honestly. Um, yeah, because I, I knew core was so important and pretty much every movement you have comes from your core. If you've got a strong core, you've got got a good, really good base to work with and that, you know. So I'm uh, very grateful that I did all those core workouts pretty much. Um, I remember thinking at the time I just hadn't missed a core workout in like three years straight or something like that and we're talking that twice a week of the gnarliest call, of the gnarliest core workouts you've ever seen and if oh, i can just and if i can just mention yeah. it, like you know the the interesting thing is um everyone's body actually responds differently so um dean had done three years worth of core um but his abs were nothing like jace's you know they're not jabs um or what we call jabs um because they you know they don't pop out like you know your, your traditional sorry sorry darling I do think you're you, you look great but they're not your traditional sexy like chiseled eight pack um however the underneath and the work there um was there and that's the thing is sometimes we can also get disheartened if our body doesn't transform in the way that we think is you know attractive or beautiful or whatnot um and we go oh we're not getting the results um but there was proof that even though Dean didn't look as, as you know, physically strong or, or you know, perfectly chiseled, um, there was actually so much foundation there um, because of the work he was doing. And, you know, sometimes I guess the message here is keep persisting even if you your body doesn't perhaps um, look or at the way that you expect because everybody's body adapts to different training differently. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, certainly. Certainly it does. And um, probably a good reminder for me to make sure we don't have any chocolate in the freezer so I can get those chiseled out of one. Definitely a goal of mine. <laughs> yes, I think, and that's the other thing, you know, that's probably where it does come down to diet as well because it's when we add the diet yeah. and you get the more physique look, um, the training alone just gets you the physical, tangible results. I guess. I don't know if that's the yeah, word. Yeah. And if you're wondering, I don't know, but if you're wondering what um, jabs are, that's um, that's that's well, yeah. uh, short for Jace's abs. So if you ever want to look up that, that's, um, Jace Gosford on um, on Instagram, <laughs> shout out to Jace for his um, inspiration. 
Yep, definitely. Uh, I'm going to meet him there one day. We'll see how I go. But yeah, so on with on with the fitness. Um, of course, it's important. Um, we don't. We probably don't need to remind anyone in the world that fitness and health is important. But um, yeah, we thought we'd just share our journey with, with health and fitness. Um, personally, uh, it is it is a great lifestyle. Of course, um, I've never really well in the last twenty years. I've never really been unfit. So I, I've had you know health issues with injuries, but fitness has always been something that's been so important to me because to be able to ride a bike fast, you need to have a good body uh, and then be able to do it. So I've never really been, sorry. Yeah, you can do that. This is the thing. Oh, my mark's not there. Dad's doing um, solo parenting here. Yeah, yeah. The girls keep asking me for for things. Um, It's pretty unimportant to them that we're doing a podcast. So, but yeah, no, so... Uh, where was I? I was talking. Oh, I've never really been super unfit, so I, I can't really vouch for, you know, being overweight or anything like that. But um, the people that I do know that have lost a lot of weight, um, you know, like 30, 40 kilos, whatever, they just they just say they feel amazing. Yeah. Um, and you can feel like that all the time if you just implement yeah. some fitness into your regime. Speaking of that, Dean, that's something that I'd like to mention about Adam again. Like I know I mentioned Adam from our osteo earlier, but that's the biggest thing that he taught me. So when I first went to him, there was just a few um, niggly things with my body that I just kind of blamed and thought, well, that'll be like that forever, Um, you know, because like I said, I did stupid things like cut my cast off early and not recover from an injury. And I had a few injuries as well myself when I was racing motocross um, and just not really prioritizing or taking care of my health. I wasn't, I was carrying a lot of emotions in my hips as well at the time. Um, cause also what affects your mind and your body, they're, they're really interconnected. I won't go into today because that's another podcast for another day. Um, but the big thing is just knowing that you're, if you are, you know, living with certain ailments, you might not have to. And that was something that really opened my eyes when Adam first said that to me was, you know, cause I kind of went to him with this whole, I've seen other specialists. They basically said this, I'm going to have to live with this, 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 my whole life. Um, so anyway, that's just part of it. And he just looked at me and was like, bullshit i was like what what and he's like no no we can get to the root cause fix it and you don't have to live with that and ever since that i just have really started to work on more root cause stuff um and it's made such a big difference and being able to feel good and move your body um honestly mind body unbelievable um really can't can't stress it enough. so and that just reminds me, so while we're talking about Guy Andrews, he is now 52. Yeah. Um, so hang on, let, let me go back a little bit. How many times have you heard people say, oh, yeah, it, you'll blow out one day or, it, you know, it doesn't last forever yep. or, yep. you know, you, you just or need to accept you that have, you're going to get fat? Yep, after you have kids, you can't get your body back. I tell you guys, my body is way better now than before I had kids in terms of strength. Yeah, so, so we constantly we constantly hear that from people that, um have let themselves go and um just a second girls girls you sort it out go sort it out <laughs> parents of the year here um doing podcast while our kids just play wild in our house so dean will get to clean up that mess shortly <laughs> i'll just move room um yeah but so how many times have we heard that a lot all right and guy andrews is really inspiring good example of um 
what you can be because he's 52 and he's built like an absolute axe. If you haven't, um, just go check out his Instagram. Um, I've spent a lot of time with him. I've lived with him and his wife and, mate, he's 52 going on about, I don't know, 32 yeah. or 25. Like he's, his yeah. body's like a 30-year-old. 30, 30 he, You know, and, and he really, obviously, he has worked out his whole life. He, it's very high on his priorities to be fit and healthy. Um, inspiration for a lot of people, especially myself. Like, honestly, I hope to be that fit when I'm, um, 52. And speaking of inspiration, like you could even go, um, on Facebook and check out my grandma. She's there at grandma possibility and grandma at in her seventies took up yoga and, um, and honestly her body now, the different things that she's started doing and actually prioritizing her health now with better water, um, better more some adding some fitness into her routine as well um doing yoga every day the changes in her body has been phenomenal so dean talks about guy and himself you know where they've trained their whole life you don't if you haven't don't worry if when you start the best time to plant a tree was always 20 years ago but the second best time is today and so don't worry if you haven't taken care of your health up until now it's not too late to start um you know honestly yeah like what my grandma can do now, like even I, I um, caught up with her recently and we did a yoga session together and we'd done one together about a year ago and the shift in what she can do now that she couldn't do a year ago was mind blowing. So, uh, you know, and then we've got another friend um, like Mr. Brett, who's, we won't, Mr. Brett, sorry, we won't, we won't declare your age on here, but somewhere around the 660 mark, somewhere around that. Anyway, um, Mr. Brett, it is like cycles every day, swims every day, like the the amount of stuff that he can do and like he can out he can out swim me. Um he can out cycle me like in his sixties and like you know, this is the thing. The opportunities are there. It's where you dedicate your time and what you spend your time doing. So I guess we might even um wrap this call up. I think we've probably been going longer than our normal podcast here, Dean. Um but is there any final words of wisdom that you would like to add in terms of people that are just getting started on their health and fitness um, journey? Oh, look, like any advice I actually give, um, look, if there's someone you look up to in the health and fitness um, space, just reach out to them. And, you know, they're probably going to know more than you. Um, one day you might know more than them and you might need to reach out to someone else to, to get further in your journey. But, yeah, just reach out to them and, and and try to surround yourself with people that want to be fit and healthy. If you want to make a lifestyle change, you need to change your lifestyle or the people that you hang, hang around with. So, um, yeah, and, and honestly, it makes a difference. If, you, if you're hanging around fit people and you're not as fit as them, chances are you're going to be working out. Yeah. Um, you don't, it's, it's inspiring to do that. And it becomes the norm. It's like it's what's accepted, what's the norm in your group. Like, you know, in the in the circles that we hang around, like, you know, for those of you that watch our YouTube channel, you might have seen Dean had a few nights drinking alcohol in the last, like, month when we were on our trip. But honestly, that was the first time I've seen Dean drink in years. Like, um, he doesn't do it that often. It's actually quite almost like I don't, I you know, I don't really drink ever. Um, but we make these things, you know, we eat it's there's certain foods and stuff that we eat well we exercise regularly it's part of our routine and a lot of the people that we spend time with are equal, are the same um and so it does really make a difference the, the people that you hang around um and the end that you're you're with because 
if you're at a, a table and everybody's overweight and they're all ordering pizza and milkshakes, um, obviously that's going to impact um, your, I don't know where Dean just went, um, it's going to impact your decision-making in terms of what you order um, because, you know, naturally we also don't want to be the odd one out. So anyway, um, looks like Dean's Zoom has shut him out. So um, I'm going to wrap this podcast up on behalf of us, but thank you so much for being here. Uh, we hope that you've got value from our conversation here today and we look forward to seeing you back here um, next Wednesday for our next Team Ferris pod chat. See you then.